like I think feeling like you're learning every day um bringing in more and more amazing people like I really do believe like if you get get amazing people together and you can create an environment where they can be really high performing you can kind of achieve anything and do anything Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, brought to you by Startup You, inspiring, educating, and connecting the startup community to help you make a full-time living doing what you love. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, Virgin mentor, and founder of Startup You, the regional delivery partner for Virgin Startup. Each episode provides the story of an entrepreneur who talks us through their successes and failures. You get to take on board all of their learnings and none of the failure. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hayes, with the number one recruiting experts in the UK. Whether you're searching for your perfect job or looking to scale your business by building the perfect team, go to hayes.co.uk, quoting Startup You. Welcome to episode 89 of Screw It, Just Do It. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, and on today's show, I speak to Callum Nagus-Fancy, the co-founder of Verve, a software platform that lets brands recruit fans to sell tickets to their events in exchange for rewards. Before we start up, I wanted to let you know that if you love listening to the inspiring entrepreneurs who I interview on this podcast, then you're going to love all of the live events where you get to meet our entrepreneurs and ask them your questions. We've now got three live events before the end of this year is out. We've got Bournemouth on October the 13th, we've got London on October the 30th, and we've got Manchester on November the 27th, so covering a pretty large stretch of the UK. I know with listeners in 88 countries that we're only servicing one country, and we'd love to get to the stage where we have got this show abroad, but for the moment, we are in the UK, so those of you who are listening would love to see you at one of our events. All you need to do is go to startupu.co.uk forward slash events, where you can view all of our events, the speakers, the bios, and the full schedule of what will be happening on the day. So, would you love to meet, uh, we'd love to meet you in person, um, and as a special bonus, um, what we'd like to do is get you 20% off your event which one you decide to come to so just use the code screw it just do it all lowercase all one word screw it just do it and you'll get 20% off any of those three events that you'd like to come along to so back in the room today's show and I met up with Callum Nagus Fancy from Verve Uh, he was in New York at the time had a great chat with him Callum dropped out of school at 16 Uh, to set up his first business, Let's Go Crazy, which was a dance events company for teenagers, before joining forces with his younger brother, who also dropped out of school, to form Verve. Today, Verve now has over 250 employees with offices in London, LA, Vegas, and Austin, Texas. It's raised $35 million in venture funding, and they've just acquired a student travel company for $25 million as they look to expand their focus in music and sport through to travel. So very exciting business to to talk about, a really interesting story, um, journey that Callum's had up to this point. He's only 28 now, so the last 10 years essentially since he set up his first business. 
All caught up with him, as I say, in New York, and I started off by asking him how long Ferv has been going for such rapid growth. Let's start up. Yeah, it's like roughly five years ago, yeah. Okay, and is it was it yourself to start with, or you and your brother Liam jointly came up with yeah. the idea? Yeah, me and my brothers were, co- were co-founders. Me and my brother, sorry. Okay. Um, and what were you doing before that then? Was it, was it school, uni, further education, working life? No, so we, we both left school when we were 17. Um, so I, I left school, set up this company called Let's Go Crazy, like dance events for 16-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the main thing that made us different, we sold all our tickets through peer-to-peer. So that's what Got led you. me to serve. And then basically my brother's a little younger than me, so basically joined as as we were sort of leaving Let's Go Crazy behind and, and starting Verve. Okay. And when you look back then on, on the last five, six, seven, eight years, do you see that you're just you're following through that initial premise for the first business all the way through to to its logical conclusion and just scaling that? Yeah, I mean it's not, you know, it's never as beautiful as that in reality, right? Like it's a constant yeah. evolution. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, totally. Like I think I think, you know, I got very obsessed with this this whole area of like advocacy and word of mouth. Like I'm very into human behavior and psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think saw the success of it in let's go crazy which was my my first company a small scale um but then saw how with technology we could make it something much bigger okay and and were you a a tech advocate yourself a tech user yourself or is that something that you just become more interested in as you've you've looked to scale that initial idea yeah i think i was more interested in the potential that tech gave like i'm not i'm not particularly techy myself Okay. And, and is, is your brother the same or do you, you're both coming at from it from more like a, a marketing point of view, um, promoter point of view rather than, um, you know, like web developers? Yeah, I, I would say like definitely from more of a human point of view. Human um, point like of view. I, That's a better way yeah. to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so when you initially um, came up with the idea and you, you thought, how are you actually going to um, turn it into a, a bigger business and essentially help more people. Um, what did you look at doing? Was that essentially recruiting a bunch of developers, trying to to, to raise money, or did you you do more bootstrap to start with? Yeah, I, I guess because we'd already run Let's Go Crazy, I had access to some investors already. Okay. And- so we, we took some money off the people that, that backed us originally um, mm-hmm. pretty early on. Um, but that was mostly high net worth and angels. So we didn't go to venture capital or, or anything like that initially. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, I mean, yeah, my, my approach is for a very long time anyway, has been always like hire the best people possible, you know, hire top down, bring people into the business who are experts at what they do um, yeah. and, you know, kind of move out the way. So that, that was definitely our approach pretty early on, like bring in people that were really specialized in areas that we didn't know a lot about. Mm-hmm. And, and what stage of the journey did you start looking at uh, expanding abroad then? Was that quite soon on or has that only been in the last couple of years? Yeah, actually, we, prob- we probably did it um, quite early compared to compared to most businesses. So we moved, we, we opened up in the US kind of like 18 months in. Um, I think we just saw the North American opportunity is huge. And given the direction we were taking the company in, like we felt it would be easier to scale quickly there than try and deal with all of the different kind of cultural nuances that exist around Europe. Mm. And, and what 
percentage of the business would you say now is 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 UK compared to US? Oh, we're seventy five percent North American, um, and wow. then twenty five percent Europe, but it's mostly UK. I see. So you haven't you haven't thought about moving lock, stock, and two smoking barrels over to the US yet, then? <laughs> well, <laughs> my my brother actually lives out here now. Oh, does he? Um, Where about yeah. does he live? Is he in New York or is he on the the other side? No, in Los Angeles. Ah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm traveling between the two. I mean, I'd probably like to be in one place more often than the other soon. Like the two week, two week thing is quite tiring. Yeah. Or, may, or maybe just do slightly longer in both. But uh, but no, for now, I definitely want to make sure I'm I'm in both places. And all of our products and engineering teams are built out of London as well, which is another good reason to come back. Okay. And and how how big a business is it employee wise at the moment? Because you, you've grown pretty pretty rapidly by the sound of it. Yeah, we've got about, um, we're about 250 odd employees. Wow. Okay. So, so getting good managers in has, has been key, especially if you're busy traveling. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, but more than anything, right, if you bring in people who are amazing at what they do, you know, they can execute in their function or their field in, in a way that you just can't. You know, I, I think as a founder, you have to work out what your 1% or 2% or whatever is and try yeah. and spend as much of your time possible doing that. Yeah, uh, and talking about the, the, the like human condition, what what do you what do you think your greatest strengths are? The, the the skills that you've brought to the business and and your brothers as well. Yeah, sure. So um, we're we're different in some ways. I'd say we both share a, a big interest in strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I'd probably then be more interested on the people side. So how do we hire great people? How do we create an environment where those people can then build teams and work well together and be high performing? Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas my brother's role is is much more external. So, you know, he wins the partnerships. He manages our global sales teams. So, yeah, m- much more about how do we win all of the clients and, and so on. And, and have you looked at when you, when you started recruiting, looking at uh, young talent, looking at those with the most experience, or, or is it simply a case of the best person for the job? Yeah, it, it does depend on, on the job. Like my, my, I guess my general philosophy is um, diversity in the broadest sense is a good thing. It leads to better ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that we've definitely in senior positions over-indexed to people that do have a lot of experience, but it doesn't just mean experience in their function, also in the life stage of the company. So, you know, we like to hire people into senior positions that have had both corporate experience, but also high growth experience. I, I guess initially we wanted people that had had early stage experience. It, it's, it's people that have been in an environment of a, of a similar stage, but also kind of seen the next part of the movie, I suppose, tend to be, tend to be the most valuable, I think. Okay. And, and I'm interested to know at what point in the journey, maybe this is, you know, going back to let's go crazy. Did you think that um, peer-to-peer ticket selling could be a, a scalable thing? Well, what, what's interesting actually is I, I got much more interested in, it wasn't just so much the ticket selling, but more just this process, this idea that you could create a richer buying experience for customers by um enabling them to buy through someone in their network rather than buy direct. Mm. Uh, so although tickets is where we started, you know, we've moved quite aggressively into travel. Um, we're very interested in the broader experience space and also products as well. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it, I think it was much more, you know, how could we find these people that were really passionate about something um, and give them the, the kind of tools and, and, and so on to sell to people and their friends and their network. Okay. And, and um, 
what kind of things are you working on right now then what kind of excites you um strategy wise that that you're you're looking at and assuming you're already looking you know beyond the 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 tail end of this year and into next year yeah so uh new verticals is is a big area for us so um we're just launching in sport in the us which i'm really excited about um travel we, we only got into in the kind of last like six, nine months, but it's growing really, really fast. So I um, want to keep putting fuel behind that. Um, we're expanding into Europe uh, more aggressively. We launched last year, um, got some good case studies, but really want to build on those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and also initially we were a software company. So yeah. we built tech, which enabled our clients to then build their own networks of ambassadors who, who sold tickets to, to their friends and earned rewards. Um, but we also now have a marketplace product where we have a big network of people that, you know, will, will represent different brands across music and sport and travel and so on. Um, we launched that in the UK uh, earlier this year, and we're launching the same platform in the States um, in the next like two, three weeks. So those are some of the, the things we've got going on. Okay. And um, I understand when you um – acquired the student travel company in the US what was your what was your thinking behind that originally what was the strategy behind that as in why buy these these builds yeah 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 um I I suppose like uh you know we launched in music originally and had a very strong focus there Mm -hmm. um and I appreciated the kind of domain experience that I had in the space and the, the value that that added to the business um, and travel wasn't a space that we understood well. Um, so bringing people on board who really understood that space uh, made a lot of sense to us. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the other thing, they had some really, really powerful supply relationships in places like Las Vegas and Mexico, um, which a, a gave them gave some defensibility, but also meant that we had the foundations to really scale because you know we had these great packages that we could offer there. And it was just about putting, I guess, more fuel behind the fire. Mm, no, that, that makes that makes total sense. And and what's been um, probably the most um, satisfying moment in, in in the journey so far for for yourself? It's always a funny question because you're always on to the next thing, right? <laughs> you're um, already thinking about the next thing. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I actually got feedback uh, very very early on that I I didn't celebrate my own successes very much. Um, yeah, but so I I, I don't know. Um, I'd I'd probably say for me, like it's seeing the business reach these next stages of growth, like the scale is what's really exciting for me. So it is kind of like a continuous process, you know, like I think feeling like you're learning every day, um, bringing in more and more amazing people. Like I really do believe like if you get, get amazing people together and you can create an environment where they can be really high performing, you can kind of achieve anything and do anything. So Mm. I'd probably say those kind of things are exciting, but you know, it's lots of like micro exciting moments rather than one kind of big standout thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the most recent, um, article that I read, read about you guys was, um, about getting the talking about employees again and, and building your business about um, letting employees choose their hours. Yeah, and the so, company um, culture. Our, yeah, totally. Our, our whole culture is built on um, the universal drivers of intrinsic motivation. So it's like freedom, ownership, and mastery. So mm-hmm. um, on the on the freedom and ownership side, it's going okay. You've got really clear goals. 
um, you understand how those goals fit into the bigger picture and you feel like a very strong sense of accountability towards delivering them. But how you go about delivering them is totally up to you. And, you know, that's the hours you work, when you work, uh, where you work. Uh, and also um, giving people a lot of autonomy over the solution that they come to. So the goal is very much a problem. You know, it's not deliver an app. It's move engagement by X percentage or, or, or whatever. So yeah. the team has a has a huge amount of autonomy to go, how are we going to go about solving this problem? Okay, uh, that, that's cool. And what do you think would would be the difference between um, being being good in this space and, and being great in this space? For me personally, or, or just sort of generally? Yeah, yeah for you personally. Um, yeah, I, I think two things are really important to me. Like, um, I, I want to build a, a brand that really that really lasts, you know, so creating a really consistent long-term experience for customers where we really are a better place to buy than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, so that's very important to me. Like, the business having, like, a strong purpose behind it, you know, rather than just being about, um, about returns. Um, and then secondly, it would definitely be the culture, um, you know, continuing to build on what we've got. Like, I always actually say the difference in a big company and a great company um, is the culture and people coming to work and loving what they do. Mm. Um, and I think the two go hand in hand, right? Like, if I've always said if you put your employees first, then – they're always going to put your customers first. So it's yeah. a virtual cycle. So uh, taking that logically again, do you think to let legacy is quite a big part of um, what you're looking to, to achieve and, and be remembered for doing? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's right. Actually. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I do feel that way. Like, you know, if we, if we exited the company, but I wasn't proud of what we built, even if I made a lot of money, it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel as good. Nowhere close. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, when you, when you started out and, and, you know, maybe you, you didn't even have these thoughts, but at the time, was there any thought of, you know, what's, what's the worst thing that could, could happen here? Were you pretty carefree at the time? Yeah, it, it's hard. You know, like when you look back on memories, it's quite subjective how mm. you choose to interpret them. Yeah, um, I, I think like, you know, when you're 17, you do have a lower awareness of risk, um, for sure. Um, but I also think I'm someone that's always wanted to follow what I love and, and kind of like my heart. So I think it was probably both, you know, it was mm. the combination of the fact that the kind of traditional school system wasn't really working for me. You know, it's pretty cookie cutter. It works for a lot of people, but the people it doesn't work for, it really doesn't work for. Yeah. So I kind of wasn't yeah. enjoying that environment. It didn't make me love learning, you know? Um, and then I think I just found a real passion for business and kind of my heart went in that direction. And I, I also had, my parents were very, very supportive. They, they weren't entrepreneurs themselves, um, but their parents actually were. So they okay. had quite a lot of empathy for it. So mm. I think they were always kind of like, also said sort of follow what you love and, and do what you like, you know? And you, you wholeheartedly agree with that and would pass on that information to, to your children and your children's children. Oh, 100%. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, they say you've got the big gift and the small gift. So a small gift is the natural talent and a big gift is loving what you do. Mm. And eventually people with the big gift get mistaken for people with the small gift. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the, the reality is, although I like that quote, I think the reality is like you tend to love what you're great at, but it's just, it's just a journey to work out what that thing is. And then, yeah, spend all of your time doing that thing. You've mm. got to live for the journey rather than the end result. Absolutely. And um, again, it, it's very subjective when you, when you look back and you kind of join the dots as to work out how you've gotten to where you are now. But can you pinpoint a moment or, or any kind of series of moments when you, 
when you, you realize that you, you did actually have the power to, you know, achieve the goals, the dreams that, that you might have had, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, even 10 years ago? Do you know, I, I think in some ways it's like the dream grew, you know? Yeah, probably. yeah. Like, you know, when I, when I was running Let's Go Crazy, it was like, you know, we want to build like a national events brand where, you know, kids have an amazing experience going with their mates, listening to big headline DJs and it ends at six in the morning rather than at midnight. You know, that, that mm. was the dream at that, at that stage. Yeah. And I think at every stage, the dream felt like it was absolutely possible and, you know, we could make it a reality. But then as time went on, it's like, cool, you know, how could we make this bigger? Like, I, th I think that's probably more the process that I went through. Mm. And, um, you, if you have spare time when you're not busy traveling and working on the business, what, what kind of things interest you? Do you, are you interested in going to events yourself? What kind of things do you, do you manage to find time to do? Um, I, I'd, pr I'd probably say three things. So, um, I love to ski. Okay, um, cool. Me too. Yeah. I love to rave. Yeah. Um, and I love food. <laughs> so, that's, a, that's a great three things. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so th those are like, I, I will literally, tr I'll travel for food. I'll travel for restaurants. Um, and yeah, like uh, ravings, like it's not something I do very often anymore, but like a couple of times a year, it's, it's a way to like get together with loads of friends. Like, yeah. um, pr probably like quite not, I, I, you know, kind of sentimental, I guess in some ways. Um, but, but it, it's a, it's a great way to relax. I'm not one of those people who finds like sitting on a beach, very relaxing. I actually feel more stressed by the end of a day doing <laughs> yeah, that. Cause you don't feel you've achieved anything, do you? Just sit there thinking about what you could be achieving. Yeah. It's also, I don't know. There's something about movement as well. Like I right. think, I think moving that helps me relax. Yeah. In perpetual motion by the sound of it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, and last question, cause I, I know you probably got a very busy day ahead of you. Um, how, how different does your, um, your, your job, um, spec look like now compared to what it did when you started five years ago? What do you, what's a, is there an average day? What kind of stuff do you, do you look to accomplish during the day? Yeah, it's really interesting actually, because we've been talking about this a lot internally, because it's not just my role. It's kind of like everybody's role in the business. You know, mm. your, your role really is like a tour of duty. I'm um, in a high growth company, like every three months, it completely changes. Really? Um, mm. uh, uh, or at least definitely every six. And, mm. and that, that really is for most people in the company. Um, you know, not just myself, my brother or, or the leadership team. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it, there, there is, there is nothing similar about the role that I had then and the role I have today. <laughs> I suppose if I was going to generalize, um, when you first set up a company, your role is definitely a lot more tactical. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're doing a lot more, you know, you're making the phone calls on customer service, you know, you're going out and winning the clients yourself, all of that kind of stuff. And then, you know, slowly that transitions into more of a strategy role, but also a managerial role. And then, you know, that transitions more into leadership, uh, you know, over time, mm. uh, but, but it is, yeah, it's, it's really different at every stage. And uh, last question, have you managed to get much skiing in, in, the, in the States? I haven't done it yet, but I'm, I'm going to do it this year. Um, right. particularly now as we've started selling ski packages, I, I prioritized learning about spring break last year, which was quite an interesting, uh, <laughs> I experience. Bet. Yeah, but, yeah. but yes, 
I, I, I normally ski Switzerland and France, but I want to ski Colorado um, and maybe Canada as well this year. Well, I thoroughly recommend going to um, to Lake Tahoe, which is you know about two hour, two and a half hour drive from San Francisco. If you get the chance, it's my favorite place. I've been you know all over America, Canada, Europe, and that's my favorite. You just get so much powder, really soft, you know, variety. Um, that's my recommendation anyway. I've been told about this. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely look to check it out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and um, have a really good day um, and trip over to the States. All right. Awesome. Thanks, man. Good to talk to you. So I hope you enjoyed my chat with Callum Neighbors Fancy from Verve. Unbelievable growth in such a relatively short period of time. Really interesting what you're doing. If you check out their website uh, for Verve, all the different areas that they're um, getting involved with. Um, so episode 89, so I've worked out, uh, not difficult to work out, but all of a sudden we're approaching episode 100, which literally will fall over Christmas, which is pretty, pretty amazing time of year for have that uh, to happen. So I've already got something like eight interviews um, already done at this point as you're listening to me. Um, and just working out who I would like to get for number 100. Would love to know who you think I should choose to interview for episode number 100. You can message me at Alex Chisnell on Twitter, LinkedIn, at Alexander Chisnell on Instagram. So please let me know. We'd love to hear from you. You're the ones listening to the show in 88 countries, so we'd love to know who you think I should get on the show. Um, would also love to hear what you think of the show. Um, really easy to leave a review. I will personally give a shout out to anybody on the show who leaves a review as would love to know what you think. Dead easy by just going to iTunes, um, clicking on ratings and reviews, and then simply clicking on uh, review, write a review, and just typing and hitting send. So. Really, really simple, means a hell of a lot to me to hear from you. We're, we're on 60, which is brilliant, all five-star reviews, but been stuck on 60 for a while, so would love uh, to get some more reviews on there from you guys, so please do so. Uh, we massively appreciate it, it means a lot. And just to keep you posted, um, working on a few exciting projects at the moment, um, we'll tell you more about soon, but looking to expand what we do and, and provide um, some more education as well as the inspiration and the funding based around what we do. So um, back to my interview with, with Callum though, and a couple of things I wanted to touch on, um, totally relate to this one in, in hiring the best people possible, uh, something that I think Richard Branson does very, very well, getting experts in from who are doing very well at other companies in their fields and getting them to run um, their area of expertise in your business, but giving them the autonomy to do that, not micromanaging, showing them how to do it and then taking a step away and letting them get on with it, letting them uh, work out the challenges and finding a solution to those challenges. So spending your time doing what you do best so do you know what you do best? Um, you know, does that fit in with your passion as well? I tend to do things where we're passionate about um, the best really, I think. So have you worked out what that is in your life yet? Because um, it's definitely far more 
cost effective, time effective to be spending your time doing what you love and getting those people in relating to the first point who aren't, um, you know, your specific particular skill set, getting other people in to deal with that rather than wasting your time um, trying to do anything and everything. And yes, 100%, it's very difficult when you when you start a business to not do that one time. Um, you know, what have you got to give away? You, you, in the, either hadn't started a business or it's in its very, very early stages, so it's not worth much. And all the revenue you've got, you're trying to put back into the business as well as support yourself and possibly your family. So very dif- difficult, but equally, um, as you grow, I think it's key to be able to take that step away and plug people into the areas where, where you struggle and where their skill sets are. All about creating the right environment. Um, as Callum says, if you create the right environment, you can achieve anything. It's, it's giving people the right environment to be able to, to prosper and grow. And lastly, living for the journey, not the end result. We should all have an end result in mind, something that we're aiming to get to from from where we are now, point A to point B. And as as those of you listening to this podcast regularly know, it's no way a straight line of a journey. It's uh, a load of zigzags and very much the archetypal uh, roller coaster road. But living for that journey is key, enjoying it is also key, celebrating those small successes, something that I'm guilty of not doing um, far too often as well, and really enjoying the ride, really enjoying the ride. So I'll leave you with that today. Um, As I said, we'd love to see you at one of our live events. Uh, I've got three before the end of the year. Um, We'd also love to hear from you with regards to who we should have as our 100th guest. Um, 100th show coming up over Christmas and also hearing from you on the reviews on the show that you can leave on iTunes we'd love to hear from you thanks very much have an awesome week and if you'd like to be featured on this show again just drop me a line you can get hold of me at Alex Chisnell Twitter LinkedIn at Alexander Chisnell on Instagram have a great week bye for now If you like this podcast and you'd like the opportunity to attend one of our live events with some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, just go to startupu.co.uk and click on the events calendar. You'll be able to see our upcoming events calendar for the UK. Pick up a ticket from as little as £10, which includes complimentary drinks and the opportunity to meet and connect with like-minded entrepreneurs, find a mentor or an investor. You'll also have the opportunity to meet our speakers and ask them your burning questions in person. Hope to see you there. If you're an entrepreneur looking to start or scale their business, then I'd love to help you. Being part of the Startup You community means we can help you in a number of ways. Simply go to Facebook and find Startup You Club through the different groups on there and join. We can help you in a number of different ways through daily inspiration and education, through to accessing funding, investment and mentoring. In fact, pretty much anything that you'll need on your startup journey. And if you've got a great story that you'd like to share, then I'd also love to hear from you. Just go to startupu.co.uk, click on the contact page and drop me a message. I'd also love to connect with you personally It's at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn and Twitter and at Alexander Chisnell on 
Instagram. And if you enjoyed listening to this particular episode, then please subscribe. And I'd massively appreciate a review. All you need to do is click on the ratings and review tab on iTunes and leave us your thoughts on there. Until the next show, remember, don't wait. The time will never be right. Action always beats intention. So just screw it. Just do it. This show is brought to you by RocketSpark, who make it easy for anyone to build a great-looking website. Each month, RocketSpark offer one lucky listener the opportunity to get a website absolutely free for the next six months to do some in-market testing of a new idea. Just go to rocketspark.com slash screw it, just do it to enter. Thank you.